Wisdom. I'm Peter. And I'm Felice. Welcome to our travel podcast. We're specialist travel writers and we've spent half a lifetime exploring every corner of the world. So we want to share with you some of our extraordinary experiences and the amazing people we've met along the way. This week we're in Oxford, which the Victorian poet Matthew Arnold famously called the City of Dreaming Spires. Now, exactly where you choose to rest your head and dream here is down to personal choice and budget. Booking.com lists no less than 311 hotels, of which 21 are five-star. However, no establishment is more iconic than the Randolph Hotel in Bowman Street, bang opposite the Ashmolean Museum, and most conveniently located for shops, restaurants, and, of course, the majority of the 39 colleges that form the world's top-ranked university. You might think that the Randolph is named after Randolph Churchill, with his connection to Blenheim Palace, which is just 10 miles up the road, but it isn't, actually. It's named after the Reverend Dr. Francis Randolph, who left money to the university in the 18th century. Famous people, ranging from Oscar Wilde to J.R. Tolkien, along with 15 British Prime Ministers, have visited. But these days, the hotel is best known for its links to Inspector Morse and the TV series written by Colin Dexter and starring actor John Thor. The Randolph changed hands a few years ago, and during lockdown, the building underwent a complete makeover. We spent the night there and met up with General Manager Phil Lewis, we started by asking him when he took over the running of this exquisite hotel that has paid homage to the history of Oxford for the past 157 years. I joined this property in July 2019. It was uh, owned by the McDonald family back then uh, and then was soon purchased after that in November 2019 by AJ Capital. And that's the same as graduate hotels. Yes, AJ okay. Capital yeah. are effectively the, the sort of the creatives and the, the financiers and they get they get the project started and the the sort of the I guess the most successful brand that they've created is graduate hotels. Uh, there's over thirty of them now in the US and here and Cambridge are the first two that are uh, outside of the United States. And the ones in the United States, are they all in university towns as well? That's correct, yeah. It's, they're based in university towns. They're part of the local community and they draw their success uh, from that. So tell us first about the history of the hotel. I mean, it's a very famous building, isn't it? That's right, yeah. So it's built in 1865, designed by architect William Wilkinson. And yeah, uh, Victorian Gothic in its, uh, in, in its appearance, which was all the rage at the time. And that sort of reflected on the interiors as well. So right behind me, you can see the beautiful cantilever staircase, which is one of William Wilkinson's sort of signature bits of architecture. And, and yeah, and then it's been a hotel from day one, which is the most exciting part, I think, of this, of this building. How has it changed over the years? Well, it's obviously gone through a lot of different ownerships um, and a lot of different styles. Uh, mo- most recently, of course, uh, with the McDonald family owning it, there, there was the fire in 2015, which was a very sad time for the property. Um, but luckily no one was injured and you know soon after that new life was was um, breathed into the property with refurbishments to the bedrooms etc i think back in the 1980s i think it was there was, there was an extension to the back of the property so we've got a total of 151 bedrooms now and we've got a beautiful ballroom as well which is down near the, the car park area so yeah it's, it's, it's grown in size over the years and it's been used for filming a lot that's right yeah of course so um most recently we've had uh, programs like industry uh, that, that filmed here, but of course the, the Inspector Morse was, is the most famous um, TV shows that are filmed in, in the area. And uh, Colin Dexter, he used to sit right behind us in the Morse bar penning his latest novel. 
uh, he, he would uh, often write the Randolph into his stories. And I think one of the bedrooms is famous for having a murder in it. Uh, luckily, fiction, not fact. Which bedroom is it? Can you remember? I think it's 231. <laughs> oh, we were in 203, so we were all right. You're close by, though, right? <laughs> so let's have a walk around. Yeah. So just walking through the lobby towards the join room. Oh, this is a fine room. Yeah, beautiful room. So uh, one, wonderful drawing room where we serve our afternoon tea. And on the walls here, so we've got the, and right behind we've got the Lancaster room, and that's named after Osbert Lancaster. So the paintings you see before you are mainly drawn by Osbert Lancaster himself. And story goes, he, uh, he came and stayed for several weeks at the hotel and ran up quite a hefty bill and was struggling to pay it. So I think that there was a deal made with the then general manager to provide some wonderful paintings, which you see before you, which depict the Oxford love story. And, and yeah, so, the, so, so that deal was made. So whether that's true or not, I don't know, but I, I quite like the sound of that story. So I hope, I hope it is. There are a lot of paintings. Almost 20, I think. Yeah. So the ones that depict almost like the cartoon, I think it's uh, Zulika Dobson is the lady uh, in the pictures. And the Oxford love story tells, she comes to Oxford and all the men in Oxford fall in love with her and she sends them on a wild goose chase. We're just opposite the steps leading up to the Ashmolean. That's right, yeah. It couldn't be better located for the Ashmolean Museum. So a lot of our guests spend a few hours in there looking at the wonderful exhibitions. So I've got a, a Pizarro, who's father of Impressionism, in there at the moment. So, yeah, it's a good time to visit. Right, let's move on. So walking down here, this is our, this is our wall of fame. So we've got, we're surrounded by about 30 uh, charcoal painting or drawings of uh, uh, Oxford alumni of uh, years gone past. So just to pick out a few, we've got uh, Rita Chakraborty over here, famous journalist. And then right behind me, who have we got here? Ah, we've got H.H. H. Asquith. I think he was prime minister in the, in the early 1900s. We've got Oscar Wilde down the end there. Malalia, who spent some time in Oxford as well. So yeah, the, the great and the good. Hmm. Are they all drawn by the same artist? That's right. It's a, an American artist. Yeah, can you name any? Can you, uh, can you pick anybody out? There's famous chef? I'm not sure. Is it Nigella Lawson? It is. It is. Well done. So the chap at the top left there does look like Freddie Mercury, but it, it isn't. It like Freddie Mercury, isn't it? We, we thought it was there, because actually Freddie Mercury did do uh, a concert here at the Randolph many years ago in the earliest part of his career. But um, now that's in fact the, the, the chap that's drawn the picture in your bedroom of a beautiful landscape. It's great if you get people come down here trying to figure out who everybody is. Mm-hmm. There's a bottle of champagne if you can name all of them. <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> I, I need a crate. <laughs> so we're now walking into the ballroom bar. So the ballroom is just ahead of us that will fit uh, 220 people for a, for a banquet. And this is the reception bar that we've, we've refurbished as well with a, with a beautiful skylight uh, above us and um, the, the fantastic oak panelled bar ahead as well so yeah be- a beautiful space we have weddings events product launches yeah you name it this is the, this is the spot very bright green wallpaper and upholstery <laughs> yeah and I think you probably noticed that throughout the whole of the building it's, it's a very bold design we wanted to or the design team certainly wanted to make the hotel stand out and a lot of the design obviously goes back to the Victorian gothic interiors where you know you had a you know, very elaborate pattern carpets and bright wallpapers and to try and show off wealth, I believe. And now we're coming into the, the ballroom. It divides, it divides off into two spaces, so you can have two separate functions, which is quite handy. But yeah, like I say, you'll hold 220 in here for a banquet. 
We've got the beautiful chandeliers. There's three of those on the ceiling there, and they're designed from uh, one of the chandeliers that was in the Titanic. Nice feature. And the beautiful antique mirrored ceilings as well just give a feeling of space in here as well. When was there last a ball in here? Well, we had a, had a big dinner on Saturday, just gone, so a few days ago. Big sort of Mason's dinner. And uh, they've been coming for many, many years, and, and they love the, the transformation that we've done to it. So, yeah, it's, um, it's, it's a beautiful spot. You do feel a bit like you're on the Titanic, actually, the <laughs> decoration. Yes, indeed. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, uh, but as long as we're not sinking, that's all good. We've <laughs> <laughs> got the beautiful Alice restaurant, the wonderful high ceilings. And we've got the, the inclusion of a, of a brand new cocktail bar at the end to, to provide a bit of theatre uh, to the diners and lunch and dinner. Who painted the Alice in Wonderland pictures? It's, it's a London-based artist. Yeah, a London-based artist that uh, was commissioned to, to paint all of them. And I like pink leather sofas. Yes, it's a bit different, isn't it? Very it's, it's, it's quite nice to have that kind of... Unusual. Yeah, a bit more fun, a bit more whimsical. Yeah, I really like the Alice in Wonderland pictures. Yeah, you need to... With the scale of the room, you need big pictures to fill it, and I think this does does a perfect job. The ceiling has, is it upholstery? Is it fabric, or I can't it's, tell? Yes, yeah, it it's a fabric line panels, again, to give it a bit of, uh, bit of warmth. And a pale blue that matches the Alice in Wonderland paintings. And then, yeah, the paintings are mainly pale blue and pink, and the pink matches the, the sofas. It all blends well together. Pastel, pastel colour scheme. And then here we have the, the wonderful snug. So just tucked away, as you'd, as you'd expect with a snug, from the, from the Morse bar. It's just a second area where you can while away the hours and have a cocktail and you know, a few snacks and you know, get ready for dinner. And then just ahead, we've got the, the chef's table. Beautiful, bright space where you can have uh, a lunch or a dinner or an afternoon tea uh, in, in private. And then you've got the six or seven chandeliers that hang down and fill it with light. Yes, it's a remarkable room. The chandeliers are very spectacular, aren't they? They're amazing. Lots and lots of crystals, dangling crystals. Different colours. It almost reminds me of what it looked like in a Moroccan bazaar where you've got it, you go into a shop and it's just full of items for sale. It, just, it looks like it could be there. And the big, uh, the big skylight as well that gives it all the light. And interestingly, just, just here at the end of the chef's table, this used to be part of the kitchen. And that's where the infamous fire started. Cooking a, a beef stroganoff, caught fire, and then that sort of went up the extraction and uh, the rest is history. Was the damage very extensive? Yes, it was. Yeah, yeah. The hotel was, was closed for, for several weeks. Yeah, this is another part of the, the long history of the Randolph. But like I say, fortunate, no lasting damage was done. You have to rebuild or just redecorate? Redecorate. Yeah, it gave an opportunity. So the kitchen was vast and, you know, it, that was the opportunity to then turn this into a, a different space, different use. So do a lot of people come here just for the day for different events or are they mainly residents? It's a bit of a mixture. Yeah, so Oxford itself attracts a lot of people just for day trips from the surrounding areas there's a lot of uh, day attractions so we'll find that we'll pick up you know some lovely lunches and afternoon tea bookings um, and then of course there's the the college world famous and people come for several weeks to go to events and to go to courses that they might be on parents visiting their their children people staying here and going to Blenheim Palace or Bicester Village or, or Silverstone so yes yeah, it's, it's a great spot uh, centrally located to service all of those areas well, should we go into the wellness yep. centre through here we've got uh, four treatment rooms, quite a large relaxation area and then what people find uh, quite surprising we've got a, we've got a beautifully large um, thermal suite so in there we have a rock sauna, bio sauna, steam room, 
a jacuzzi, rainfall shower and an ice room. So it's a beautiful little oasis away from uh, the hustle and bustle of Oxford. So, uh, yeah, we find that guests quite like it down here. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people come for day spa. Yeah, we have find more, more and more so. Yeah, and, it, and we're all about the wellness. So, so uh, it's it's certainly a, a growing market. We'll be doing we'll be having it twice the size, but mm-hmm. uh, you know we're, we're lucky to have it with any hotel with a facility like this in Oxford. And your guests are very international. That's right. Yeah, and uh, certainly historically, and and now with with travel opening back up, we're seeing our our friends across the pond in the US coming back more and more. We've got our tour groups starting as well, which come from all over the world. So it's great to see those international travellers coming back. Must have been a very lean, well, like everybody in the hospitality industry, it was a very lean period, wasn't it? Yes, yeah, it, it certainly was. And through it was almost when you started. So you, you, since you got settled in here as general manager, along came COVID. That's right. So I think I had five or six months of normality, I call it. I got to see the end of, or the middle of the end of the summer, and got to get a feel for how busy this property can be. We, got, we had a terrific Christmas that year, very busy. And, uh, and then, of course, January, February time, everything, everything started to change. So I think we got rather lucky with the timing of the refurbishment, and that's through no design. It was just pure luck. Where did the refurbishment take place? So the early part of 2020 was, of course, lockdown. That was the planning stage for a lot of it. We did open back up in uh, July 2020, and... That went all the way through to October, and October 2020 was the month that we we closed down. We did the strip out, and the project started. And then when did you reopen? And uh, it was August last year, August 2021. The timing worked well for you. It's, yes, it certainly did. So uh, there was a yeah a lot of leisure transient business last summer. A lot of people super keen to get out and go and explore the UK and spend time with family and friends. So we um, yeah we benefited like most of the hospitality in the UK. In, in filling in filling the hotel and it was we, we opened in stages so it was quite nice for us to be full quite quickly and what's special about your spa do you have any signature massage treatments and things like that yeah absolutely yeah so we partner with a company called made for life uh, they're based down in cornwall that's a family started business very bespoke and they specialize in wellness they specialize in uh, mindfulness and also in uh, cancer touch therapy and uh, and pregnancy treatments in early pregnancy stages which are quite specialist as well so yeah we can cater for quite a lot here so climbing up the stairs from the wellness suite lots of gothic style doorways and windows tell us a bit about the morse bar here because that's a major feature and of course called call the morse bar after colin dexter so colin dexter used to come in sit in the corner by the fire and have a few beers and a few whiskeys. He did, he did like a, a tipple and then write, and write his wonderful stories about Inspector Morse. Quite famously at the time, there was an Irish bar manager called Eilish and she was in, responsible for keeping him in check, making sure he behaved himself. So she's almost as famous as uh, Colin Dexter himself with the locals of Oxford. A lot of episodes were filmed here? Uh, yeah, there's a, there's a few. There's a few that uh, feature certainly the front of the building and uh, Inspector Morse having a, a drink himself in the Morse bar. So... Now, we're quite pleased to have that connection. Hadn't realised until I started working here quite how big Inspector Moore's was in the UK, and there's a huge fan base that kind of follow him and come here and have photos taken in the, in the, in the bar. What about the modern version, Endeavour? Yes, that's kept it going. So there, there was Lewis after Inspector Moore's and now Endeavour, of course. So, yeah, probably one of the longest-running uh, 
detective series if you take all those three elements together and yeah I'm sure it will continue so that's the ground floor done did you want to go and see a couple of bedrooms yeah yeah, good yeah. Idea. yeah. what we have here so we've, we've got uh, uh, four meeting spaces that I haven't shown you yet and three of them are in use on, on the first floor which uh, beautiful high ceiling views over the Martyrs Memorial and the Ashmolean Museum and we plan to potentially change those into bedrooms in the future, but uh, at the moment they make terrific meeting spaces. And here's also the library. So again, another beautiful meeting space. Start our refurbishment project here on Monday, and then soon after that, end of the week, we'll be able to rent this space out for, for private meetings, boardrooms, uh, and, and, and so forth. The, the flags in the sort of atrium, I suppose, the sort of central bit of the building. Yeah, so these flags, uh, they, they go from the, from the fourth floor all the way down to the ground floor. So it's a beautiful art installation that we have here. And what they are, they, they depict the, the colleges, so the college emblems from around, from around Oxford. A very colourful display, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, I just think it really warms the space. It's a, it's a big open space, so, so it always needed something just to give it a bit of, uh, bit of decoration, and it works perfectly. And I see two bikes down there with helmets. Are they for people to borrow? That's right, yeah, good spot. So, yeah, we have um, four um, wonderful bikes with baskets on the front, and it's free for our guests to, to rent, first come, first serve. And we've got a little map of where they can go around Oxford. Beautiful canal cycles and the meadows and the, the uh, botanical gardens. And you can go and see all the sites free of charge. And, uh, yeah, give yourself a tour. One of our lovely suites... So this is called an Oxford suite. We have three categories of suite, the Oxford suite, the Randall suites, and uh, the Royal suite. So here in one of the Oxford suites, we've got a beautiful view again across the front of the building on Beaumont Street to the Ashmolean. And you get to sort of see the full grandeur of that building, which is, I believe, the first, first ever museum. And, uh, and behind us, we've got a beautiful big king-size bed with Oscar Wilde above and Alice in Wonderland and the, and the rabbit on either side of the bed. And the wallpaper looks quite sort of in keeping with the era of the hotel. Yeah, that's right. Like I mentioned, the, the Victorian Gothic interiors were very bold designs. And, and here you've got this beautiful floral blue pattern wallpaper that goes from floor to ceiling. And then you've got the, the bold design on the carpets as well. It's a carpet's road, it's spectacular. Do you have, have they especially made or are they? That's right, yeah. Bespoke pattern, bespoke made for, for the hotel. And on the bed here, you can see the throw. So that's uh, uh, based on a knit of an Oxford jumper. A couple of things here. So microscope invented in, in, in Oxford. So that's a nod to that. William Morris, a, a famous uh, poet and, and, and artist uh, based from Oxford. And here, this is, a, this is a ship that used to carry when you weren't allowed, when women weren't allowed to study here in Oxford in the UK, the uh, Ladies used to go across on the boat to, to Ireland to study in the, in the equivalent college there where they were allowed. So that's the... the when the, was the, that? Oh, crikey, that, that was the uh, mid to late 1800s. You go to Trinity College. Yeah, I know. Yeah, that's it. But there is a touch of William Morris style to the, the wallpaper, so I don't that's think right. it is isn't, It isn't William. an actual William Morris yeah. print, but it's certainly a nod to it. Mm. There's one more picture in here that's quite, I quite like this one. So this chap here is the founding member of the Oxford... Dangerous Sports Society. Jumping and, into water. Yeah, he's doing the first ever bungee jump. Ah. So that's right. So uh, With a top hat on and a pipe in his mouth and tailcoat. That's it. Rather him than me. 
Well, especially if you're not quite sure the rope's going to work. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Did you notice on your key card that you might have had a, a famous... Yes, yeah, we had Oscar Wilde on one. Yeah. And um, who's on the other? I've got Lewis Carroll here. Yeah. I think one of them is Margaret Thatcher. <laughs> <laughs> who have we got? Oscar Wilde and J.R. Tolkien. Ah, wonderful. Both students at Oxford. And famously, Tolkien would, would drink at the Lamb Flag pub just round the corner here. There's just so much history. There is. But they seem to be mainly writers and artists. The people you've mentioned, you know, Oscar Wilde, Tolkien. Well, it's more sensible to mention London politicians on the whole at the moment. Yeah, absolutely. Well, there's a few sort of mathematicians and, uh, of course, Stephen Hawking mm-hmm. went to Cambridge but then came here yeah, to yeah. follow on his studies. So, uh, yeah, there's, there's, there's certainly plenty of... Uh, Influential, intelligent, clever people across the years that have that have uh, come through Oxfordshire, excluding politicians, excluding politicians. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so, please, what do you think of the hotel overall? It's very traditional, but the best thing about it is its position, which is so central. Really, really good for that. And they have valet parking, so they take your car away and you don't see it again till it's time to go, which is good because uh, I think parking wouldn't be that easy. Our bedroom was huge, absolutely enormous. It was a suite, but even so, the bedrooms were big as well. And the bathroom had amazing views, had a great big Gothic window with views out onto Oxford. But as I said, traditionally decorated. They have redecorated it, but in... Keeping with the original style. Yeah, overall, I think it's a pretty fine hotel. I actually stayed here once, but I think about 40 years ago, and I can remember it quite well. In those days, it was a little bit run down, but still a, an important part of the Oxford scene. And the makeover has been very traditional. They've maintained the same spirit of the hotel. You, you wouldn't call it cutting edge, but it's certainly a comfortable place to stay. Oxford's history and the spirit of the past is everywhere. And as you say, the convenience is fantastic. I particularly like the little touches, like the free bikes with baskets. If you've never been to Oxford, you'll discover when you get there that this is a town of bicycles. Every undergraduate and indeed every graduate is out there on a bike. And bikes actually have priority over cars on some roads. It's the best way unquestionably to get around. I'd definitely come back here. If you want to find out more about the hotel or make a booking, go to graduatehotels.com. That's graduatehotels.com. That's all for now. If you've enjoyed the show, please visit our website, actionpacktravel.com or you can subscribe on Apple, Spotify, Amazon, or any of the many podcast platforms. You can also find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. We'd love you to sign up for our regular emails too, at peter at actionpacktravel.com. Until next week, stay safe. And I am you, and you are me. It's just a crazy storm.